Hello and welcome to the Global Venturing Review podcast with me, Thierry Hillis. It is just me this week, as Jim is busy elsewhere. And, well, again, it is a big week, starting with the biggest deal of the week, which is SoftBank's Vision Fund 2, which co-led a $600 million Series D round for UK-based surgical robotics technology developer CMR Surgical with healthcare investment group Ally Bridge. Cambridge Innovation Capital, the patient capital fund formed with the support of University of Cambridge, also participated. GE Healthcare, a subsidiary of General Electric, took part together with internet group Tencent and RPMI, Railpen and Chimera. Existing backers, including LGT and its Lightrock affiliate, Watrium and PFM Health Sciences, filled out the consortium for the round, which valued the company at $3 billion. When it came to funds, BMWi Ventures, the US-based VC firm formed by Germany's automotive manufacturer BMW, has launched a $300 million fund that will focus on sustainability. BMWi Ventures has accumulated a portfolio of some 50 companies, including ChargePoint, the vehicle charging network set to list at a $2.4 billion valuation, and manufacturing services marketplace Exometry, which floated in a $302 million IPO this week. The latest vehicle will operate alongside the unit's $500 million first fund and will target early and mid-stage companies, concentrating on sustainability, transportation, manufacturing and supply chain technologies. Exits. Boy, do we have a big one this week. Didi Global, the China-based ride-hailing service backed by SoftBank, Alibaba, China Life, Tencent, Apple, Booking Holdings, Ping'an, Yihai and Sina Weibo, went public in a $4.44 billion initial public offering. The company increased the amount of shares in the offering from 288 million American depository shares, with four ADSs equaling one Class A share, to approximately 317 million ADSs. They were priced at the top of the IPO's $13 to $14 range, and Diddy is now listed on the New York Stock Exchange. We already had a crossover when it comes to deals with that $600 million round for CMR Surgical, but let me mention another one just because it is quite an interesting company and it is not one that I think I initially realized was a spin-out, and that is Geolingo, the US-based language learning app developer which was actually spun out of Carnegie Mellon University. It's filed for an initial public offering that would enable Alphabet to exit, the offering is slated to take place on the Nasdaq Global Select market, and the spin-out has set a $100 million placeholder target. The company had raised a total of $183 million as of November 2020, when it secured $35 million from Durable Capital Partners and General Atlantic at a $2.4 billion valuation, with Union Square Ventures selling shares through that deal. That's the biggest ones, although we do still have, well... Pretty much just nine-figure amounts in the deals section, and that starts with UK-based low-Earth orbit satellite technology developer OneWeb, which has secured $500 million from Barty Enterprises, which exercised a call option from a shareholder's agreement to increase its stake to 38.6%. OneWeb is developing a constellation of 650 low-Earth orbit satellites through which it intends to offer global broadband connectivity. The company had filed for bankruptcy in March 2020 after failing to secure new funding in the wake of the pandemic, and the UK government then bought OneWeb's assets for $1 billion in July last year. The UK government's investment was reportedly motivated by a desire to build a competitor to the global positioning system Galileo, created by the EU and to which the country has now lost access following its decision to abandon the union. 
in a bit of a fun twist, OneWeb satellites would actually be in too low an orbit though to enable such functionality. So who knows what they were thinking in Downing Street. Or who indeed ever knows what they think in Downing Street. <laughs> well, SoftBank has led a $415 million Series C round for Ketopi, the United Arab Emirates-based provider of a cloud kitchen software platform through its Vision Fund 2. Diversified conglomerate Dogus Group has also taken part in the round along with B. Riley Financial, Chimera Investment, Disrupt AD, Nextplay Capital and Nordstar. The cash was secured at a valuation above $1 billion. And Olive, a US-based healthcare management software producer backed by Alphabet, completed a $400 million funding round, valuing it at $4 billion. The round was led by Vista Equity Partners and also featured Base 10 Partners' advancement initiative. It took the overall funding raised by the company to $902 million. Then we also have Zipline, which is a US-based medical consumables logistics service backed by Alphabet, yet again, securing $250 million from investors including Fidelity, Bailey Gifford, Emerging Capital Partners, Intercorp, Catalyst Ventures, Reinvent Capital and Tomasek. That cash was secured at a $2.75 billion valuation. And US-based corporate well-being services provider Gympass raised $220 million from investors including SoftBank at a $2.2 billion valuation. General Atlantic, Kasek, More Strategic Ventures and Vala Capital Group also participated in the round. Originally founded in Brazil, Gym Pass operates wellness programs on behalf of corporate clients, offering access to gyms, personal trainers, meditation classes and therapists, and said it had signed up more than a thousand new corporate clients during the pandemic. And Goat Group, a US-based streetwear marketplace operator backed by Foot Locker, has secured $195 million in the Series F round that valued it at $3.7 billion. Hedge fund manager Park West Asset Management led the round, which included Ulysses Management, Franklin Templeton and Adage Capital Management, as well as funds and accounts advised by T. Rowe Price Associates. Funds, we have another interesting one here for you. US-based enterprise software supplier Infragistics has formed a $50 million corporate venture capital vehicle dubbed Infragistics Innovation Fund and Lab. The fund will target entrepreneurs from within the organization who are developing innovation technologies related to Infragistics' user interface and user experience design software products. Moving on swiftly to more exits, because we have quite a few more for you this week. Sentinel-1, a US-based cybersecurity technology producer backed by Qualcomm and Samsung, has raised more than $1.22 billion in an upsized IPO, which consisted of 35 million shares issued on the New York Stock Exchange, increased from an initial allocation of $32 million, priced at $35 each, above the $31 to $32 range. Existing Sentinel-1 investors Tiger Global Management, Inside Partners, Third Point Ventures and Sequoia Capital agreed to acquire $50 million more shares through a concurrent private placement. The IPO price valued the company at approximately $8.92 billion. And US-based security screening technology producer Clear Secure went public in a $409 million initial public offering representing exits for Delta Airlines, United Airlines, Union Square Hospitality Group and Liberty Media. The company issued 13.2 million Class A shares on the New York Stock Exchange priced at 31 bucks each, above the IPO's $27 to $30 range. The shares closed at $40 on the first day of trading. And Innovid, a US-based video marketing technology provider backed by Cisco and Deutsche Telekom, 
has agreed a reverse takeover at an implied valuation of roughly $1.3 billion. The company is joining forces with SPAC Ion Acquisition Corporation 2, which floated on the New York Stock Exchange in a $253 million IPO back in January. Phoenix Insurance and Fidelity Management and Research are co-leading a $150 million pipe financing in connection with the deal that also includes Barron Capital Group, Vintage and funds affiliated with Ion. We also have Miss Fresh, a China-based online grocery retailer backed by Lenovo and Tencent, which raised $273 million in an IPO on the Nasdaq Global Select Market. The company priced 21 million American depository shares, each representing three ordinary shares, at $13 each, at the low end of the $13 to $16 range it had set a week ago. They opened at $10.65 and closed at $9.66 at the end of the first day of trading, giving it a market cap of just $2.5 billion. And US-based online trading platform developer Robin Hood has also filed for an initial public offering, which would score exits for Alphabet and Rock Nation. Founded in 2013, Robinhood runs Robinhood Financial, an online platform where users can buy and sell stocks without a minimum investment level, in addition to Robinhood Crypto, which allows them to do the same with cryptocurrencies. The company has set a $100 million placeholder target for the offering. Sources familiar with its plans told the Financial Times it is targeting a $40 billion valuation. So that highest fine it has received in US history this week is clearly not doing them much damage there. Well, let's finish off as always with some comings and goings. BMWi Ventures has announced its new fund together with the appointment of Marcus Berendt and Casper Sage as managing partners, Berendt having joined the unit as CEO in 2018. Sage was hired as a principal in 2016 before being promoted to partner two years later. He appeared on GCV's Rising Stars list in 2018 and 2019, and Barris Guzel, who joined as a senior associate in 2016 before moving up to principal in early 2019, has now been upgraded to partner. And Tobias Kamishka, head of data analytics, artificial intelligence and machine learning for Infragistics, who had previously held senior director of design and UX roles at the company, believed the aforementioned Infragistics Innovation Fund and Lab. On the university side, we have John Soderstrom, Managing Director of Yale University's Office of Cooperative Research, or OCR, who's retired after 25 years leading the office. He'll become Strategic Advisor for Technology and Transfer and Commercialization in Yale's Office of the Provost. During his time at the OCR, Yale spawned more than 75 companies with over $2 billion in venture capital and generated another $7 billion in public equity financing based on the university's IP. William Tucker, Executive Director of University of California's Davis's Tech Transfer Office Innovation Access and Interim Associate Vice-Chancellor for Innovation and Technology Commercialization, has also retired. On the same day, actually. Tucker had been Executive Director since 2017 and Interim Associate Vice-Chancellor since 2019. He previously worked in the Office of the President for University of California System for 14 years, holding the positions of Executive Director Innovation Alliances and Services and from 2014 onwards, also serving as Interim Vice President Research and Graduate Studies. And finally, Patrick Cazeneuve has been appointed President of Toulouse Tech Transfer, one of the regional tech transfer offices that forms part of Réseau SAT, succeeding Pierre Dufresne. Dufresne has been President of Toulouse Tech Transfer since its creation in 2012. As of December 2020, the office had created 19 spin-outs, signed 135 licenses and filed 280 patents. 
So he is leaving the unit in good shape. And that is it for this week's edition of the Global Venturing Review podcast. As always, these are only the top headlines from the past week. So do head on over to globalcorporateventuring.com, globaluniversityventuring.com and globalimpactventuring.com to find everything else. And of course, do check back daily to stay on top of the news as it happens. I hope you enjoyed the episode and if this is your first time listening, don't forget to hit that subscribe button. You can also leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, which we really appreciate because it helps us grow our audience. And don't forget to recommend us to your friends and colleagues as well. Maybe even tweet out the episode or post about it on LinkedIn. Keep an eye out too on Wednesdays for our leadership series where we talk with thought leaders from all over the world to find out more about how they are supporting the innovation ecosystem. If you have any feedback, comments, questions, you can email me at thales at globaluniversityventuring.com. That's T-H-E-L-E-S at globaluniversityventuring.com. You can also tweet us at GCVenturing or G-U-Venturing. My name is Jerry Hillis. My co-host is Editor-in-Chief James Mawson. Our sound engineer is Mark Chatterley from In-Ear Production. Do check him out on inearproduction.com for all your podcasting needs. Our intro music is by Kevin McLeod under a Creative Commons license. We'll be back with more news next Monday. Have a productive week, everyone. Goodbye. Global Venturing Review was produced by In-Ear Production. You can find out more by going to inearproduction.com.